Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Behari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Behari Gopi Jana Balapa Kere Varadha Gopi Jana Balapa Kere Varadha Kiri Varadha Yasodanandana Prajajanaranjana Yasodanandana Prajajanaranjana Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jayadadamadava Kunja Bihari Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janna Vallabha Gere Varadhari Jaya Gopi Janna Vallabha Gere Varadhari Kirivarad Yashodanandana Prachajanaranjana Yashodanandana Prachajanaranjana Jamuna Tiravanachari Jamuna Tiravanachari Vanachari Kunjabi Hari Madhava 
Punjabi Jaya Radha Madhava Punjabi Hari Madhava Punjabi Vishnu Pada Paramahamsa Parivaja Kacharya Ashto Tadasatashi Shimad His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Shila Prabhupada Ki Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vinniki Jai Namacharya Shila Haridas Thakura Ki Premsika Hosi Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siddhveta Gadadhara Shiva Sadi Gaura Bhakta Vinniki Jai C.C. Radha Krishna Gokopinath Shamakunda Radha Kundagiri Govadana Ki Sri Vrindavan Dham Ki Sri Maipurnavadvip Dham Ki Sri Purushatam Chetra Ki Sri Ganga Mai Ki Jai Sri Jamuna Mai Ki Jai Bhakti Devi Ki Jai Tulsi Devi Maharani Ki Jai Harinam Sankitana Ki Jai Grantaraj Sri Madhbhagavatam Ki Jai Nitai Gora Brahmanandi All glories to the Assembled Devotees All glories to the Assembled Devotees All glories to the Assembled Devotees all glories to Sri Sri Guru and Guranga. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Today we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, The Science of God, Chapter 13, The Behavior of a Perfect Person, Text Number 45. Even though we got the light, it's still not easy for me to read. Oh, I can pull this. Oh, look at that. Ooh. Pretty good. Even the blind can see with light. Right? Suguptam apivarnitam Vyapetam lokasastrapyam Bhavanhi bhagavat paraha Svatmavritam mayetam te Suguptam apivarnitam Vyapetam Loka Shastrabhyam 
The information of the history of self-realization Maya by me Ittam in this way Te unto you Suguptam extremely confidential Api although Varnitam explained Vyapetam without Lokasastrabhyam. The opinion of the common man or common literatures. Bhavan, your good self. He, indeed, Bhagavat Paraha, having fully realized the personality of Godhead. Plab Maharaj, you are certainly a self-realized soul and a devotee of the Supreme Lord. 
you do not care for public opinion or so-called scriptures. For this reason, I have described to you without hesitation the history of my self-realisation. Purport, a person who is actually a devotee of Krishna does not care about so-called public opinion and Vedic or philosophical literatures. Prahlad Maharaj, who is such a devotee, always defied the false instructions of his father and the so-called teachers who were appointed to teach him. Instead, he simply followed the instructions of Narada Muni, his guru, and thus he always remained a stalwart devotee. This is the nature of an intelligent devotee. The Srimad Bhagavatam instructs Jagyai Sankirtan Prayayar Yajantihi Sumedasaha. One who is actually very intelligent must join the Krishna consciousness movement realizing his own self as an eternal servant of Krishna and thus practice constant chanting of the holy name of the Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hmm, okay. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmaye Sri Gurve Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupakada Mahayam Tadati Svapadanti Tam Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langayate Karim Yadkripa Tamahambande Sri Gurum Dinatarinam
Mm. So there are a couple of points here. There are two kinds of instruction. Prahlad Maharaj has been inquiring from and receiving instructions from the, uh, the Brahmana. And so, so there are there are two, and there are two um, elements, or two types of instructions. There's the conversations or the discussions held by devotees, and then there's um, conversations or discussions by the common, or here it's mentioned, loka sastra byam. And that's, it's translated here as the opinion of the common man. Or common literatures. Uh, we study the, the, the Bhakti Shastra. Uh, but here it says the Loka Shastra. Right? Loka Shastra. And there's a difference, a very big difference between the two. One is uh, described um, in, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's described as Gramya Kata. Right. The the topics of the of the of the marketplace, and then of course Krishna is that which glorifies and describes and um, investigates and and discovers the absolute truth. And, and looking for truth is is of importance to well to many and especially to the devotees. Huh? And these conversations, these discussions about self-realization and you know, the qualities of or, or the nature of relationships, actually. The, the Vedas, Prabhupada explains, and the Shastra explains how there are three basic topics contained within the Vedas. There's the nature of relationships, Sambandha. There's, there's um, Abhideya, which is the process by which one can realize and understand these relationships and one can act in those, on the basis of those relationships, can act properly 
and then prayojana is the, the goal, the ultimate goal, which we're taught is ultimately to uh, uncover or realise one's um, spiritual identity. And, and in that um, spiritual identity realise one's relationship with Krishna and experience the, the, um, the pleasure that comes from um, being situated in our original spiritual position. Uh, Prabhupada explains how we're like fish out of water out of the spiritual realm, out of the spiritual world, the living entity is always going to feel um, displaced. But in the association of the devotees and hearing the Krishna Katar as opposed to the Gramya Katar, Gramya Katar creates confusion and conflict and Krishna Kata creates a sense of well-being, of satisfaction, of comfort. Even though we're in a material world, and, and the material world is designed in such a way so that it will always be uncomfortable. Right? There's always going to be a problem. Jamamritya Jaravyadhi birth, death, old age and disease. And as we were discussing the other day, and the, and the, and the concomitant uh, sufferings, klesha, adhyatmika, adhibhotika, adhidaivika, klesha, sufferings that are brought about because of the fact that we've got this material body, sufferings that come about as a consequence of our interaction with the other living entities and then the natural disasters. Today it will probably be too hot for Melbourneites, right? 33 is a hot day for you. 23 is okay for Melbourne, right? And often why we, why we, you know, people who live in Melbourne are criticised by those who live in Brisbane. Because <laughs> uh, the weather's not as hot. Because go to Brisbane and spend a day there and then you think, boy, I wish I was in Melbourne. <laughs> so it's, it's relative. But basically, there are, there are struggles. But our... Our natural aptitude, our natural inclination is to be situated in, a, in an environment where we're comfortable and we're, we feel safe and happy. And, and one of the reasons why hearing Krishna Kata is so important is because uh, in, in that atmosphere or in that environment where the conversations are about topics of self-realization, then all other anxieties and troubles go just disappear. Uh, 
Swimbatam Swa Kata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana. So this hearing and chanting of of the right topics, that which is sat, whereas the topics of the Loka Shastra are about the impermanent asat features of existence, of the, of the creation, of, of which the transcendentalists um, have no interest in. Nate shu ramate buddha. Because they have a beginning, a middle and an end. Adhyanta vanta kuntaya nate shu ramate buddha. So, uh, the, uh, this chapter is called The Behaviour of the Perfect Person or of a Perfect Person, right? So this is one of the characteristics. Matschita matkata prana bodhayanta parasparam katayantascha mamnityam tusyanticha ramanticha so the, the, the devotees, uh, the, the transcendentalists, the inquisitive, because everybody's inquisitive, but the, the, the devotees like Prahlad Maharaj are inquisitive about specific topics, not the topics of the marketplace, but the topics of self-realization. And that's recognized by the, by the Brahmana. He's acknowledging Prahlad Maharaja's transcendental character. Because Prahlad Maharaja is recognizing, and this is a devotee, recognizes the transcendental qualities of others and then wants to associate with those devotees and avoids, you know, uh, um, Lord Chaitanya mentions in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, what is the, when he was asked by the residents of Kulinagram, what are the characteristics of a devotee? He mentions, first characteristic is asatsangatyag, or maybe not the first. First characteristic is they chant Hare Krishna, but certainly quality, essential quality of a devotee is they avoid the association of, of the materialists who are attached to the things of the material world. And so their inquiry is always about transcendental topics, transcendental subject matter. And really are only happy in that association where they can acquire or gather spiritual knowledge, spiritual learning, self-realization effectively. I remember um, going to university and for some reason, and, and when I think about it now, it was terribly naive of me to think that I would actually get any learning at university. But that's what I was expecting. I was expecting that the, you know, the lecturers and, and the professors 
would actually impart some knowledge, you know, some knowledge of substance is what I was looking for. And I remember being thoroughly disappointed and very depressed actually because I was thinking, what am I doing here? I want, I want some, some learning of substance that will make me happy, basically. And um, didn't really, didn't get that opportunity until I met the devotees. And, and you know, this is, a, this is the nature of the exchange that's going on here between the Brahmana and Prahlad Maharaj. Prahlad Maharaj has recognized the transcendental qualities of the saintly Brahmana, even though externally he appears to be under the influence of the material energy, actually he's not. And that's judged or that's um, measured by the quality of his speech. He's self-realized, actually. And because Prahlad Maharaj is inquiring about transcendental subject matter, then he's happy to speak to Prahlad Maharaj. And even, it's interesting, although it's not in the, it's not in the word for word, it's not in the verse, but Prabhupada translates um, this verse um, for this reason I have described to you without hesitation the history of my self-realization so because Prahlad Maharaj is inquisitive and also the, 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 the other well the main characteristic that's mentioned here he's also Vyapetam Lokashastra Byam, not concerned about public opinion. But in other words, more concerned about transcendental topics and the the pursuit of self realization, the pursuit of real learning. Of, of real knowledge and not concerned about what others think about him. Right? Usually we're concerned about what others think about us, right? Prabhupada gives the example, what is it? Uh, we eat to our own tastes, right? Do you do that? Or do you eat what other people like, even if you don't like it? No. no. We eat according to our own tastes, but we dress to the taste of others. Huh? If people don't like what we're wearing, we think, ooh, I won't wear that next time. <laughs> huh? So a transcendentalist doesn't care 
too much about what others think of them. I remember when I first saw the devotees chanting Hare Krishna on the streets of Adelaide and I used to think, God, these guys are crazy. Huh? <laughs> Bald heads, saffron robes and um, very, you know, enthusiastic, devotional fervour, right? And even, even something of sentimentalists, right? We see the Harinam party and the devotees are all shouting out and carrying on and showing it to, 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 to a very conservative culture of religiosity, you know, especially within the Christian tradition, and even in, even in the even in the, the religious traditions of India, you know, you come to the temple and you stand before the deity and you know offer pranams, right, and make a very and and it's not a not a great show of devotion, right. But the devotees don't do anything like that. Once they start chanting Hare Krishna, that's it. Uh, there's a lot of emotion and, and a display of enthusiasm uh, and, and affection even. Instead of just very quiet pranams it's, you know, loudly chanting, shouting out, crying. Even it's described rolling on the ground <laughs> without concern of what others think. The devotees are happy to show enthusiasm for, their, for the Lord and enthusiasm for the uh, company, for the association of the devotees. Which comes out when one chants Hare Krishna. Very interesting. Right? Sometimes these these show of or not a show. It's not a show. It's a natural, spontaneous um, outpouring of what is what Prabhupada, What's the word that Prabhupada uses? Starts with a J. Four syllable word that starts with J. Huh? Jubilation. jubilation, yes, jubilation. Interesting word, right? What's a jubilee? What's a, what's a jubilee? Do you know? You've heard of the word, I'm sure. Jubilee. What is it? Be huh? Be happy. Be happy. Yes. Celebration. celebration. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. It's a celebration. So when the devotees chant Hare Krishna, it's a celebration, right? But the kind of celebration that's ordinarily not seen within the ordinary populace, right? You don't see people walking down the street or going to work and shouting out and calling out the 
you know, how, how wonderful their boss is. <laughs> or show enthusiasm for what they're doing, so much enthusiasm for what they're doing. These are uncommon displays of emotion and, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, you know, the, that kind of behaviour reveals the internal nature of the person, of the individual. Most people are so mixed up, they don't want to reveal their confusion. We all like to walk around like we know what we're doing, right? But, you know, when you look at the faces of some people walking around, they look so unhappy, right? So miserable. And yet the devotees, when they're walking around and they're chanting Hare Krishna, they're showing their enthusiasm and their jubilation, their happiness. Is and, and are not concerned about the, what others think about them. So I remember when I'd, I'd see the devotees and I'd think, I, w I was very, I'd, actually I was attracted to the, to the chanting of Hare Krishna. I was attracted to the devotees, very much attracted. And I knew the mantra. Huh? And so I could sing, whenever the devotees were chanting, then I would chant along with them, in my mind anyway, not... I was still concerned about what others would think about me. Right? I think, what would my friends say if I started chanting Hare Krishna? <laughs> what will my parents think? What will my mum and dad think if I shave my head and wear robes and walk down the street chanting and dancing? Right? And it's a test, actually. This is a, a test. This is the, the Hare Krishna test, right? <laughs> you have to go out on Hare Nam with the devotees, chant Hare Krishna, and then you're really showing off. I'm different from you people, <laughs> right? And that's a challenge. That can be a challenge, right? What will my mum and dad think? What will my brothers think? What will my family think? What will society think? But if we look at uh, Vishnu Jan and Hari Namananda and the boys, what do they care? <laughs> they couldn't care less what people think. And very interesting, you know, sometimes we, we go out on Hari Nam and we're a bit on the mental platform. Have you experienced that? Going on Hare Nam and you're feeling a bit, oh no, what's going to happen? I told this story before about um, we did a Hare Nam in Perth and there was me and Yadu and Sitaram and Bhakta Brian. And we're all in our, we're all at that stage over 50, 
<laughs> and so I was, I was a little bit on the mental platform thinking, oh no, here we are, we're just a bunch of boring old age, or at least certainly advanced middle-aged persons. <laughs> what, what kind of an impact will we have on anybody? Right? What impact will we have on anyone? And, um, and you know, Yadu and Sitaram are not known for their, their singing. <laughs> Neither is Buck De Bryan. I don't, I don't think my singing is, any, is, is that good. Uh, so I was kind of thinking, oh, no. Bit on the mundane, bit on the bodily concept of life. <laughs> But of course, we started chanting Hare Krishna, and then the the absorption in chanting Hare Krishna just takes you off of the the mental platform, right? And so, have you ever done Hare Nam in Perth? Yeah, around the mall, and so you know, and you come over the row, you park the car, then you come over the railway line, and then into um, Hay Street, right? It's Hay Street. And then you, you go around and there's another street uh, that runs parallel with Hay Street, which is an, like Rundle Mall open space. So anyway, by the time we got around to the other, the other side, there was about a dozen 20-year-old kids chanting and dancing with us. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, what's going on here? So, you know, you, you ca we can't, like, we can't judge the behaviour of devotees according to the standards of the loka shastra, right? of, the, of the common man, of the common people. Right? It's not on the, the activities of the Vaishnavas, of the devotees, of the devotees of Krishna, are not on the material platform and can't be judged by those on the material platform. And we experience it. We go on Hare Nam, and then it's 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 you know it's we left Hay Street and Central, the CBD of Perth. We weren't there. We weren't actually in in when we're chanting Hare Krishna, or when we're discussing topics about here in the Srimad Bhagavatam. We're not in the material world anymore. And why we feel comfortable and happy and 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 complete in that environment. Certainly we are in the material world, but the consciousness of the devotee is purified. Punya, shravana, kirtanam. It's pious activity, and activity beyond the material realm. So I was, I was attracted to the chanting of Hare Krishna, but uh, bewildered by the external manifestation <laughs> of, the de of the devotees. Um, but because of that attraction, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't resist the, the um, couldn't resist the pull of the Maha Mantra 
and the association of the devotees, even though the devotees look crazy. And my friends would tell me, the Hare Krishnas, they're crazy. <laughs> and, I, and I remember when I'd, I'd see Gora Mandala Bhumi, and he's really intense. Play the Mananga and looking out really intensely at everybody. I thought, get mixed up with those guys, you're finished. <laughs> so, but, it, but that pull, that attraction, because it's such a natural experience of jubilation, of joy, of happiness. Uh, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for anandamaya bhyasat. We're, we're pleasure seekers. Krishna is a pleasure seeker. We're, he's the source of all pleasure. Uh, Rama means the giver of pleasure. The source of pleasure. Krishna is the source of everything. So, uh, Um, there's that oblivion or that oblivious to the 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 voice of the common of the marketplace of the common populace uh, and so it's interesting here that Uh, the Brahmana identified Prahlad Maharaj as somebody who's not, and, and we see it in Prahlad Maharaj's life. He was happy to go to school. He was enthusiastic to go to school. Of course, when he discovered what they were teaching, he wasn't very happy. <laughs> he was discouraged, actually, what he was learning from uh, Nanda, is it? What was it? Yes, the, his teachers that his father had arranged. And uh, Sunanda and Amarka, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Palat Maharaj was happy to go to school until he discovered what, was, what they were actually teaching. Because what was his experience of, of school were the instructions that he'd received from Narada Muni. Right? So when his father asked him, you know, what's the most important thing that you've learned, then all Palat Maharaj could do was give the teachings of Narada Muni not the nonsense that had been taught by uh, Sunanda and Amaka. Which is how I felt when I went to university. I was thinking, somehow I thought I was going to get some enlightenment at university, but when I look back at it, I think, that's so naive. That was never going to happen. But it wasn't until I met the devotees And, and, you know, the devotees that I met originally, none of them were great scholars. <laughs> but they were simple-hearted devotees. 
And they, they took, the first, the first instruction that I got was from um, a devotee called Setukrit. And he told me the story of how Valmiki was converted from being a duckoit and a robber into, you know, the reciter of the Ramayana. And how he was encouraged by Narada Muni to chant. And he said, I can't chant. I'm too fallen. Right? So Narada Muni said, okay, chant the name of death, Mara, 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 which eventually became Rama, Rama, Rama. <laughs> right? And that, that story actually had a big impact on me because it made me appreciate at least there's something to this chanting, right? There's something to this whole, whole process. Hare Krishna's, uh, there's something going on there with the chanting. And he explained it to me. Rama, Rama, Rama. Which was Mara. Mara, Mara, Mara becomes Rama, Rama, Rama. So Narada Muni tricked uh, the Dakoite into becoming a devotee by chanting. Huh? <clears throat> so that had an impact. You know, the simple instructions from simple devotees has a powerful effect on the heart. And basically increases the faith of the, of, of the practitioner, of the transcendentalist, of the aspiring devotee. So, um, this is a, a, an important dynamic here. This engagement by qualified, inquisitive seeker of the truth and the qualified transcendentalist who's seen the truth. That's, that's the Brahmana. Of course, Prahlad Maharaj also a tra you know, he's actually, it's described how Prahlad Maharaj was seeing Krishna and engaging with Krishna internally as a young boy. He was self-realized and in connection with Krishna from childhood. Huh? This is Prahlad Maharaj's unique, really unique devotee, in that he was uh, seeing Krishna, talking to Krishna, Krishna was talking to him. And so his, practically speaking, Prahlad Maharaj. Even though he's in the mature world, he wasn't. This is what an exalted transcendentalist he was. Uh, so already self-realized, effectively. Uh, yet, 
how does he approach this Brahmana? He approaches him as if he's a neophyte. Interesting. Huh? The quality of a very advanced devotee is that they always present themselves as a very, as a beginner. Very interesting. Uh, as I mentioned the other day, Nanda Maharaj, when Uddhava was leaving to go back to Mathura and back to Krishna, because Krishna was had, at that point had left Vrindavan, and, and Nanda Maharaj and, and the Gopas prayed to Uddhava, please ask Krishna to bless us so that we're always, we always remember him and we're always engaged in his service. Life after life. <laughs> so this is, Nanda Maharaj, he's a self-realized, he's already, uh, you know, the, the, the epitome or the, 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 the um, exemplar of pure devotional service. And yet he's asking Uddhava, please ask Krishna to bless us so that we don't forget him. Uh, and the residents of Vrindavan can't forget Krishna. <laughs> yet, they, yet he's presenting himself as if he does, as if he's just a beginner. Yet he's the most advanced. Very interesting. So here, Prahlad Maharaj is presenting himself as a beginner, yet he's actually the most advanced devotee. And that's recognized by the Brahmana. And so the Brahmana is saying here, because you're such a, a advanced devotee, and the measure is not concerned about what the materialistic society thinks of one of the qualifications. <clears throat> of course, the, the qualification is inquisitive. Sincerely inquisitive. So that they make spiritual advancement, even though he's the most advanced, he's still inquiring submissively. And, and as Prabhupada points out, dead, uh, the, the demonstration of his advancement was his, his, <clears throat> his connection to and his faithfulness to his guru. And of course we see that in Srila Prabhupada. You know, there's, there's these very, um, these symptoms of great advancement, but then, um, and conviction, determination, strictly following. So you know, when, when Aranyaka, and Aranyaka became so angry with his son because he was teaching devotional service, he wanted to kill him, right? <laughs> Yet did he, what, did he stop his determination? No. They tried to boil him in oil, throw him into a pit of snakes, trampled by elephants, feed him poison. How would you feel if your parents treated you like that? <laughs> But he was and so Prabhupada says here, this is the nature of an intelligent devotee. 
And then Prabhupada takes that intelligent devotee, and what does he say? Sumeda, Sumeda Saha, Jagyai. Sankitan prayai yajanti hi sumeda saha. So in this day and age, how do we tell the intelligent devotees? How do we tell? Jagyai sankitan prayai. They're always engaged in chanting Hare Krishna. One who is actually very intelligent, and here Prabhupada says, Here's the, here's the bottom line. One who is actually very intelligent must, must join the Krishna consciousness movement. Huh? That's, so that's what I realised when I saw the Harinam party and I was attracted to it. I thought, uh oh no, <laughs> I've got to join these people. <laughs> I don't have a choice. I've got to be a Hare Krishna like them because this is this is what I must do right? that's the that's the that's the inclination of the devotees and especially when we engage in chanting Hare Krishna hearing the philosophy and we become convinced we become our faith grows stronger and and our determination becomes stronger. Tushyanti cha ramanti cha, right? One becomes happy chanting Hare Krishna. One becomes happy hearing the philosophy of the Bhagavatam. <clears throat> and one becomes satisfied, right? Tushti. The satisfaction that you feel after eating a good meal is tushti, right? Although this is a different meal. This is a meal that you can keep on eating. <laughs> and you never feel, you, you feel more and more satisfied. But you know, when you're eating a meal and you're full, We used to we used to cook 108 preparations for Jamastami, and then all of the devotees could fit upstairs. We'd fit upstairs, and Korma would arrange all of the serving, and we'd serve out the 108 preparations to all of the devotees on Vyasa Puja, right? It was really something to look forward to. Because <laughs> you'd be fasting so much, right? But you know, I don't think it's possible to eat 108 preparations. <laughs> uh, but you know, in the beginning you'd be really enthusiastic. And Cornwall would cook, you know, 30 types of rice, 30 chutneys, you know, that'd be half, half the preps. <laughs> Uh, so in the beginning, the rice comes around, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but at the end, when they come around and they just show you one grain of rice, no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 
And for a week or two after Jamastami, we'd have all the chutneys in the containers. And so at lunchtime, you could add the chutneys to the sabji and the rice and the chapatis. It was, it was nice. But the interesting thing about this meal is the meal of the Bhagavatam is it's always satisfying, it's always pleasure giving, but you can you can keep on absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. Same with chanting Hare Krishna. It's it's such a uh, powerful meditation that you don't want to stop. Huh? When we're chanting Hare Krishna in the right, with the right mood, Trinada Pisuhishnena. So when we're, when we're hearing the chanting of the Maha Mantra with the right attention and we're in the right mood, that just deepens one's affection, uh, one's attraction to Krishna and one's affection for, for, for Krishna in the devotional process. Uh, so that's... That's the, the taste that helps, uh, uh, that, com that um, consolidates and solidifies a devotee's commitment so that they're not concerned about what others say about them. Uh, Pallad Maharaj wasn't concerned about, you know, ordinarily we'd be very concerned, and we usually are, about what our parents think about us. Right? We spend most of our lives living up to the expectations of our parents. And we respect it because we respect our parents and the amount, you know, the dedication and the sacrifice that they made to give us this opportunity. Yet, when we're chanting Hare Krishna and we're hearing the philosophy of the Bhagavat, the Bhagavat philosophy, even if it may disturb our parents, we don't care. Well, we care a little bit, but we still will chant Hare Krishna. In fact, I think, you know, I, I, in my meetings with the devotees over the last few weeks, this is one of the major challenges for devotees, right? worrying about what others will think about them. Any of you had that experience? Huh? Especially, what will my mum and dad think? If you, if you ring up your mum and dad and tell them, I'm now chanting Hare Krishna. <laughs> I'm chanting 16 rounds a day. They'll go, oh no, what are you doing? <laughs> huh? That's what my mum said to me. I told her I'm living in the temple. She said, oh no, what are you doing? <laughs> but we don't care. I mean, we do care, but at the same time, we don't care. We care about how our parents think, what our family thinks, but at the same time, we're more caring about our relationship with the devotees and our relationship with Krishna, because that's, 
really what's satisfying. As as uh, as uh, Maharaj Chitraketu found out, you know, when his son was revived, and he, and and Maharaj Chitraketu said, "Oh, my son, my son," and and the boy said to him, "Which father are you?" <laughs> I've had so many fathers, right? <laughs> Although, by the way, I don't suggest that's what you say to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, an intelligent person here, what does he realize? You know, the relationship, the, the loka shastra, the, the, the loka sabha, is it? You know, the relationships that we have in the ephemeral world are just that, ephemeral. But here, what does Prabhupada say? Um, realizing his own self as an eternal servant of Krishna. Right? And so that's Prahlad Maharaj and the Brahmana deeply absorbed in their original spiritual identity and acting on that platform, not on the external platform but acting on the internal platform of spiritual satisfaction, spiritual pursuit. So for some reason I was thinking in university I'm going to get some knowledge uh, and thoroughly disappointed. But it was when I met the devotees that I realised here's what I want. They've got what I want. And then I'm not going to get anywhere else. Huh? We're not going to get that information, that understanding, that learning of transcendental knowledge. And so, you know, from the, from the external point of view, there's that learning, there's that scholarship in a, in a devotee. But in one sense, that's not as important as this realisation of one's spiritual identity. That's the purpose of understanding that learning. Ooh. Confirmed anyway. <laughs> that, you know, the, is, is the action on the spiritual platform. The situation in, this, in one's spiritual identity where the the external world is no longer attractive, like Prahlad Maharaj. Or we see Raghunath Das is a very interesting example. So thoroughly connected with his spiritual identity that he, he didn't even need to, you know, he was getting his energy from his spiritual identity and so could only needed to eat once every couple of days and even then just a few drops of buttermilk right and by the way not to be imitated don't try don't try this at home right we've seen devotees try to be renounced they come for 
breakfast with a little bowl. Right? But then they pile it high. <laughs> and then, you know, at midnight they're raiding the fridge because <laughs> they're so hungry. Uh, yeah. So detachment comes from spiritual advancement. Not deta detachment doesn't produce spiritual advancement per se. Yeah. So realizing his own self as an eternal servant of Krishna and thus practice satatam kirtayanto mam yatanti what is it yatandridabrataha with firm determination thus practice constant chanting of the holy name of the Lord Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So for some reason, before I became a devotee, I knew that if I chanted Hare Krishna, there would always be somebody in the world somewhere chanting Hare Krishna with me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, does anybody have any comments or questions on any of these points? Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for a nice class. Here is a mention of so-called scriptures. Does it point to Boga scripture? Because scripture will, will always speak the truth. Ah, that's a good question. We know within the Vedas, there are different classifications of Shastra, right? And the Bhagavatam is identified as the ripened fruit of the tree of Vedic knowledge, right? Or another example is like milk is good, right? But the top of the milk, the cream is the best. So the Bhagavatam is the cream of the Vedic literature. Yeah. So um, Loka Shastra Byam here is translated as the opinion of the common man or common literatures. It's not actually Shastra, but the word Shastra is used, but Loka Shastra. So it looks like the word Shastra can be used to describe books in general. Yeah. Right? But when we talk about Shastra, we, 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 we're really talking about Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, you know, the books that uh, Prabhupada wanted us to focus on Bhakti Shastra, right? Mm. As opposed to Loka Shastra, Bhakti Shastra, which means books that uh, elucidate, that, that uncover, explore Bhakti, mm. our spiritual. Yeah, the, so the focus is purely on spiritual. Topics, okay. yeah, yeah, makes okay. sense. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah, thank you. So interesting. Shastra can re just refer to a book. Hmm. In yes. this case, and we just don't read any book. We read authorized book or bona fide books, just yes. given by the acharyas. Yes, and and you know you see in Indian culture how much reverence there is for shastra 
and transcendental learning, transcendental knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, thank, thank you so but, much. Because of that, mm. yeah. And why book distribution is so much emphasised by Srila Prabhupada, not just any ordinary book, but books with the focus on spiritual advancement. Yeah. Yeah. Jay. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Sibya has a question, would you believe? Yes. Hare Bhav Sibya. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the nice Slowly class. Slowly so I can hear you. Okay. Prabhu, you mentioned that when we do chanting, we don't feel like we're in the material world. We, yes. have, we feel unlimited bliss. So mm. Sometimes we see Prabhu, all our surroundings are like nice, like we have a nice temple. Sometimes we... Have a good surrounding, like we have a nice temple. We a have good, a, a good surrounding around us. Good surroundings. Like nice temple, devotees doing kirtan and mm. they're very ecstatic. Mm. But some, and we take it for granted, so we don't appreciate the bliss much. So how do we understand? We take it for granted. And we, we take our chanting for granted. We take all the nice surroundings that we have for bhakti for granted. We don't appreciate the bliss. So... Mm. Why does that happen? Mm. Yeah. Rupa Goswami mentions that actually we have, we're, a, we're afflicted by the, uh, um, by ignorance, right? And so sometimes when we're chanting, it feels, it feels, um, hard, right? a challenge. You know, sometimes chanting Hare Krishna is like chewing cardboard, not very pleasurable. Have you experienced that? Uh, sometimes we're chanting Hare Krishna, we feel just in ecstasy, and then other times it's like, oh no, this is so hard. That's the ignorance, and it's the tongue is afflicted by that. Ordinarily, when, or, or when we're very fortunate and we're chanting Hare Krishna, we feel a deep relish, which is what you're saying. But then other times we don't. We think, oh, this is too hard. How many rounds have I got? Oh, no. <laughs> I've only done that many? What's wrong? Yeah, and then there's, there's other days we chant Hare Krishna and we just think, oh, this is it. Right? There's no more fun. You can't have any more fun than just chanting Hare Krishna. And then on other days, there's no worse torture <laughs> than chanting Hare Krishna. So that's the, that's the affliction of the tongue. The the jaundice of ignorance and you know the example is given the chanting of Hare Krishna is sweet and we feel that but then sometimes the chanting of Hare Krishna feels like the it's the hardest thing to do that's that affliction so the cure is to keep chanting right? just as the cure for jaundice is to take sugar candy which initially tastes bitter, but we know it's sweet. It's natural 
taste is sweet. So, um, yes, familiarity breeds contempt. And whilst we ordinarily relish and value the chanting, on occasion we may feel um, The you know, the, it's, the obstacles are insurmountable, but the, recommenda the recommendation is um, rise early, although that's not easy either, right? It's like, oh no, turn off the light, <laughs> let me go back to sleep. Huh? Feel like that? Four o'clock, oh no. <laughs> help so the recommendation is rise early and chant keep chanting and chant at a time when there are no distractions right because as soon as the sun comes up then the to-do list starts have you noticed that when you at three o'clock four o'clock in the morning you get up you can just sit and chant. No, it, 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 the mind's a lot easier to control. But then as soon as the sun starts coming up, even before, the to-do list takes over. Yeah, happened to me last night. I started chanting and then I remembered Madhana Sundari couldn't get her email. Right, and it just occurred to me, and I wasn't even thinking about it. This is the, the beauty of the mind is that it automatically works on stuff. Have you noticed? It's always working on solving problems or creating problems. <laughs> it has a dual function, multi, it's a multi, multi-function tool <laughs> and so I realized she can't get her email because she hasn't got the right and for, we, we changed some um, um, services on our tenancy on our Microsoft tenancy so and I, I couldn't think well, I just changed her password so she should be able to get access. So it just came to me while I was chanting. Check to see that she's got the right, you know, she's got the right access. Uh, and lo and behold, that was the problem. I think she'll get her email now. So anyway, chanting Hare Krishna, trying to concentrate on chanting Hare Krishna, and all of a sudden I've solved a problem and I wasn't even thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why I get up early, go to bed early, get up early, chant Hare Krishna, even if it's hard. Right? And, uh, you know, that's what Prabhupada did. Prabhupada would rise very early and chant. Store what devotees like Kadamakana Maharaj, that's what he did. Right? Get up very early in the morning and chant. That's what we should do too. Is that all right? Thank you, Prabhupada. Yeah, that solves the jaundice.
Yeah. You're already doing that anyway, huh? Yeah. And even then we still feel complacent, right? So you've got to watch out. Laziness, motive ignorance is real, even for devotees. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've got a week to go and then it's Ratha Yatra. So, big festival on next weekend. Hare Krishna. Kantrashimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Sila Prabhupada ki jai, Gora Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Hare Krishna.